One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Now entering nerdist.com. James Bonding Podcast, it's the 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 James Bonding Podcast, Bonding Podcast with Matthews Myra and Gorley. Matthews Gorley and Myra Podcast of James Bond. Matthews Gorley and Myra Podcast of James Bond. James Bond Podcast. Well, Matt, <laughs> I feel weird without our. We're on. We're on different turf here. That's right. We're here at the Earwolf Studios in our last official episode of the run of James Bonding. We'll be back for whatever, whatever, whatever the, whatever the Bond is, yeah. signal goes up in the sky. Yeah, we'll but this be is the last of the official run, and we're very glad to have Paul Shear here. Paul, welcome back to our program. I am so excited to be here to talk about this movie. We had planned to talk about this movie. Long ago. Long ago. I, I had even bought tickets yeah. for us to all go see it. And then I was uh, I pulled to New York or something. Uh, yeah. And I could not see it with you guys. But I had seen it now twice. I've seen it three times. Four times. Okay, right. not bad. Not bad. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about this movie. Because I feel like now with some time passed, I've heard... The James Bonding, where you guys first came on, yep. the initial reactions, yep. yeah. the pre-going, the pre-going again. Oof. Yeah, so I, 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 I feel like I've lived with you guys. Yeah, we've really had a, we've really milked this for all it's worth. Yeah, uh, four times, but I should say I fell asleep in one of them because I was at the iPick where they give you a pillow and a I blanket. know the iPick makes you and tired. Fried food and a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I fall asleep a lot at the iPick. It's the it's the best, uh, most expensive nap you'll ever take. Yeah, it's it ridiculous. Really like, it, but I love it. You shouldn't watch too. movies there. I, you shouldn't <laughs> be there I, to so watch. Movies. I go there exclusively now to, to nap and to watch movies. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous because they put you in the most comfortable chairs and uh, they give you blankets and the pillows. I, the like, iPick to happening. me, the iPick to me is the best theater of all time as a parent now it's amazing because you can't often do like dinner and a movie here you can do everything there's yeah. a bar there's You're dinner there's a movie rushing if you try to make a dinner yeah, exactly very true. Yeah. Very and the true. food there is pretty good yeah. they have artisan pizzas uh-huh. and, uh-huh. and uh, but yeah the side effect is that my wife has never made it through an entire movie <laughs> never <laughs> it's also all the food is finger food because they don't want you yes. planking forks and knives against the plate. Which is uh, so much better than like what the Draft House does. Yes. Like when they serve those little nachos, 
it's great because the, each nacho yeah. is like perfectly bite sized yep. and it's all yep. everything that's on it that you need it. You don't need to futz around there. They really have nailed how to nap in a movie. Well, yeah. that's the Spectre cast, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you at the iPick. Hey, before we even begin, Matt, I have a surprise for you. Oh, you do? I have a little Christmas present. What? That's right. Now, uh, a wonderful, wonderful listener of this program, Kyle Steed, uh-huh. did some amazing artwork. Okay. And uh, this um, came in a while ago. That's how long it's been <laughs> since we've done an episode. So I took it. Yeah. I got it printed up. Oh, my God. And framed. Oh, my. And uh, when this comes out, check my Instagram, Matt Gorland Instagram, and you'll be able to see what Kyle Steed has done. It's incredible. I am looking forward to seeing this right now. It is a poster. Oh, my God. For James Bonding with you and me. <laughs> Painted in like the most classy professional manner, but it's also rife with oh my god, pigeon double podcast. take, pigeon double take, Canango Canango balloon. balloon. I've got a Starbucks Valencia orange refresher <laughs> martini. You've got a straight up Vesper. Yes, you your watch. Oh my um, god! Now my only question is, I'm looking at this painting and I I or picture. I love it. It's amazing. Is that supposed to be Katie as yeah, uh, Money Penny? So. I believe so. I love it. There's also a chamois leather holster in the drawer there our little book of notes oh my god that is beautiful yeah, it's so. awesome and and i forever now will picture the two of you being dressed like that in a room like that recording a podcast <laughs> yeah oh if we ever the quilted door which i bow to have on my office door oh there my god go. merry christmas Matt, it is a beautiful beautiful piece who made that again kyle steed there's tabasco <laughs> that's right yes kyle steed sta- sounds like a character that you might run into in a james <laughs> bond movie you have to talk to Kyle Steed. <laughs> wow. That's, That's awesome. Kyle, thank you very much. Matt, thank you. Paul, I, I didn't do anything, didn't but, me anything. but just appreciated it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about Spectre. We're giving us the full James Bonding treatment because we've all seen it now a bunch of times. Remember how much Skyfall resonated when it came out? <sighs> no yeah. one's talking about Spectre. No one's talking about Spectre. No. Because no of Star Wars, Spectre. Too, I think. I feel like the vast majority of people that I have talked to... I'd say mixed reviews. It is, well, very mixed, as I said earlier. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to 93% for Skyfall. I will say that I fall in the 63% camp because I, it's weird. It's a movie, in my opinion, yeah. that when you watch it the first time, I left the theater being psyched and fulfilled. And then it just starts to eat away at you things. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And then it just like – and then you're left for me where I go – I really fluctuate. I go, I don't know if I liked it. That's what happened to me with Skyfall. Oh, Oh, really? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, and I go back and forth because then I'll be like, well, that was really good. I don't know about that. And I want to – and this is to me like a – a fanboy moment to be able to discuss this movie with you guys because it's a way I always want to discuss a film, but you can't have a, a forum to really get right. into it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think that a lot of people were reviewing this movie unfairly. And they were remo- – in the sense that I feel like a lot of them were just trying to look at it as a movie. <laughs> How okay. Dare Which well, I hold don't. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Hang on. Just hear me out, guys. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a movie. It's a James Bond movie. Right. That's the difference here. And and you feel like you're, you're going to this movie expecting, if you're a fan of the franchise, you're expecting a certain something. And what you're expecting is for them to deliver the things you love about James Bond. And I think Spectre, for the first time in See, a this long is my, time, this is my argument with all it. that. See, my argument is it is all condiments and no meat. 
Like it is to me, it's like, yes, they give you everything that you want to see, which are, you know, these James Bond's tropes that we have not gotten, like right. from the, the secret lair to, you know, Blofeld and, and the Q stuff. There's a lot of very cool tips of the hat yeah. to what James Bond used to be. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of like it, it glosses over because it's like, oh, I'm so excited about blank, blank and blank. Yeah. But then it doesn't connect as good as the other ones. Yeah. And I feel like the, the series has been maturing past that with these like nods of, you know, like tip of the hat to all these James yeah. Bond things. But and that's so this is a, the issue that I have. But my bigger issue is in the third act. Well, it's OK. Third act is where my well, issue is. We'll get well. to the third act. when yeah. We get to the third act. Right now we're talking about yes, the movie right. as a whole. I need to figure out, though, if it's because before Spectre came out, Matt and I sat down. We did a podcast where we I heard discussed it. the things that we'd like to see from a hundred percent. And I believe they ticked off nearly every box that we had. We wanted to have James Bond. Uh, get some gadgets. We wanted him to have a nice cold opening. We wanted him to go on a mission. We wanted him to uh, not be sort of behind the eight ball on things. We wanted it to be more of a traditional James Bond movie. And I feel like this movie delivered all those things. Am I wrong? No, I agree with you. In fact, don't get me wrong. I like Skyfall. I think it's artfully done. It's it's done amazingly well. But there are huge... Skyfall plot, is pretty. Huge plot holes in wow. there. And now hear me out on this. So... Yeah. Um, I thought it also rode the line between kind of winking at Bond and still staying within that realistic version that Daniel Craig's franchise had set up. Yes. Right. And that's where I got a, at times a little bit like, wait, what are they doing here? Spectre goes to the other side and commits, to, I think, to classic Bond. It felt like I was watching a Bond I had seen before, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. But then something I realized. There are some – there are some strange leaps in Spectre, but they all make linear sense to me. Skyfall's – Silva's plan in Skyfall, when you go home and think about it, falls apart immediately. This movie somehow fixes Skyfall because it's it's Blofeld behind Silva, which many people don't like. They think, oh, that's stupid. He's been behind everything from the beginning. Yeah. But if you, if you put Blofeld behind it and he's operating all the systems that unlock the doors when they're under the subway in London, suddenly I can start to believe Skyfall. Oh, interesting. So then you're saying it's not a lone hacker – Who's managed to pre-program timing, all these things right. to open and yeah. all the timing? And you've got Blofeld behind it all. That makes a little bit more but sense. But it to feels me. to me like retroactive writing. Oh, because, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You know, because it's like, yeah, because like we start off obviously going at Casino Royale. At that point, they were not sure they could get the Spectre, right? Like they couldn't <laughs> Do you know get. You know what it feels like? It feels like sometimes when they try to wrap up uh, Arrested Development, they'd go, yeah. uh, oh, well, this was this, and this was this, and yeah. this was yeah. this. Huh? Definitely. Huh? Yeah, definitely. And, 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 like, and so I felt like it kind of cheapened it. It was like, oh, wait, they're all connected? And then it felt smaller than, for me, it kind of had the opposite effect of like, oh, I just like, <laughs> all right. Like, I, just, like, I, I, felt, I felt like dirty. Like, like, I, I thought that was so silly. I thought that was so silly to connect it. Yeah, you did. It didn't need brother, well to me. Mean, to me, here's yeah. the perfect example of it. Not to jump ahead. I'm not well, jumping ahead. Jump but, wherever you want. All right. Well, we've all seen the movie. Everyone listening has seen the movie. My my issue with it is all right. So they do all that to like you know connect it, and then like at the end when he's in when he's in the old MI6 or you know the new MI6, <laughs> like they're basically like who is the guy? Who's who guy? Pretty, that's exactly what I said to Matt. I was like, who got who set up a fucking laser jet? <laughs> all right, put all up right. the silver picture. Uh, 
Oh, my God. You need it's me to get rid of the background of everybody's photo? Uh, definitely okay. that guy with the glasses and the bangs. You know, his <laughs> little butler guy. Yeah. Like, there, I mean, and I'm all for a good Bond, like a traditional Bond. I, I love James Bond. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, I made the big jump in the iTunes world and I bought the $99 Holy uh, shit. version because I was like, you know what? It's time. I feel like I'll get them all. Yeah. They're great. At $99 for like yeah. what, 18 of them. No, it's it. a good deal. It's a yeah. good deal. And then I can go back and watch them yeah. in the moments that I want to watch them. Like I even did a little experiment before uh, Spectre came out where I – experiment. Uh, <laughs> I did a real uh, experiment where I just like watched just the, all the cold opens like back oh, to back. Oh, very back, cool. Like, oh, I just want to awesome. see that. And like and it's easy to kind of just go on. new ideas for new episodes. Yeah, that's a great Well, idea. it's kind of fun because then you can kind of evaluate them in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I listened to uh, I had listened to something else. Oh, it was uh, it was Edgar Wright made a list of his favorite James Bond yep. movies yes. in the order that he uh, thought they should come out. And there was a Roger Moore one, uh, For Your Eyes Only, yep. which I had not really visited. And so I went back and, oh. and I made, saw it, but it felt too adult to me when I saw it as a kid. And then I kind of grew out of Roger Moore, and I only yeah. kind of revisited Sean Connery. So I was like, yeah. I went back to kind of yeah. check up on that one. And I fell in the octopusy camp of my James Bond world, where it's sort of like, I know it exists. I've seen it yes. maybe once, maybe twice, but I haven't. Yeah, Octopussy for me is sort of the one that I revisit a lot. I, I put do that too. on a that's lot. A, that's an old coat. Yeah, and, I like to put and on. Fear Eyes Only. Yeah. I, I that might honestly that might be the James Bond movie I've seen the least. Well, mine's definitely Tomorrow Never Dies. And well, let's keep oh, yeah, I don't yeah, want to argue with you. <laughs> yeah, the Pierce Brosnan ones. I, I don't know if I've seen those twice. I at think. Oh, well, here's the other thing too. The uh, under the under the grading system, we we are grading Spectre of ticking all the boxes yeah. for James Bond movies. Tomorrow Never Dies hits them all as well. I've said this before. You see, and that's my issue with it. It's yeah, like, oh boy, you're about to win me over with what you're about to say. <laughs> no, but I mean, my, my theory is now flawed. Well, because it is. It's, it, it is checking boxes without, I think, it's, it's sort of like, it just seems like a paint by numbers. Like, yeah, yeah, we, okay, we got that, we got that, we got that. And it's like, and the whole movie feels jammed in. And if you look at these Sony hack emails now... Uh, it's interesting because some of the notes that the Sony hack emails released about the film, they're not scandalous. They're just notes, and they're kind of good no, notes. No, they are. They're right. And and it's like, oh, yeah, these are my issues with Expound the movie. Expound on that because well, I still haven't they, – They're mostly to do with the third act. Okay. Yes. I mean if we're not talking real first draft versions of this, yeah. the John Logan version I think was basically – they're talking about after Purvis and Wade came on. And it sounds like they knew that the third act needed to be fixed and it got fixed as much as it could. I think the story makes sense, but some of the choices I think aren't as good. But the first two-thirds of the movie I think is good. The only flaw I have with it is that the relationship between Madeline Swan and Bond yeah. is good. I think they made all the right choices, I agree. but I don't think they gave you enough fast. in between. And it's sort of my one complaint with the new Star Wars movie is you need moments for these big things that happen to resonate with the characters and for you as an audience member to take them in. I, I agree, yeah. yeah. You're you're not wrong about that on the Star Wars end of things. Well, yeah, somebody they don't said, enough time. Somebody said not to spoil anything for people out there who don't want to get spoiled for Star Wars. Like – is Star Wars: The Force Awakens one story day? Like, I mean, like if you like, it seems like it. Yeah, it, it seems like it. It moves very quickly. Yeah. Um. But I. But and this is where I will go back on my Spectre. I came down hard on it. Love the opening. Mm -hmm. Love a lot. I love Ray Fiennes in this yeah. movie. I think oh, he's Jesus. great. A genius. So I love how they bring in uh, M. I love that that yep. thing. I love the uh, Monica Bellucci. Mm -hmm. I. I really am getting into it. I think. 
where it, it it started to go off the rails, where things got wobbly. Well, this is one one nitpicky thing was like the 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 mustache twirling kind of guy. Like you know that that guy's a bad guy. Like from the minute he's in uh, MI, uh, the oh, guy from yeah. Sherlock. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, like you know, like you're like all right, like they didn't well, you even know try the to hide. Like the man's eyes are. Just like, just They're like a, shark's, a yeah. shark's eyes yeah. or a doll's eyes. Just like LL Cool J said in the Deep Blue Sea song, Shark Eyes. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if they cast that guy with a like classic, genial British, oh, I say, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And, you know, that would yeah. have been Can amazing. I tell you my pitch for it? Which yeah, would, um, and this would have re, again, tinkered with the Bond franchise. Getting the broccolis on the phone. If this is any good, I'm going to uh, put the call in. If it was Money Penny who was betraying everybody. And she was like, like uh, I think they're one step away from that because of the guy in the bed, they never show the face. And I feel like there are deleted scenes where she was sleeping with Denby oh, because his voice sounds like his. They only show the back of his head. I just and, oh, also oh, when, when no... he gets when he gets busted by M, like M kind of gives him his first like signal that he knows what he's up to. She follows M out, but she kind of pauses and gives him a, a dirty look. And that could be just I don't like you, but it also felt maybe like they have a relationship, something. Oh, I just wanted yeah. to be. I, I think I wanted that to be a little bit more of a twist. I think as an audience member, and even like Rafe, everyone seemed like they hate this guy. Like whereas I think it would have been better to be like, oh, it's somebody inside. And if if uh, Blofeld had this many tentacles, you know, yeah, to yeah. really get people. Nice. It wouldn't like be, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be the person who's like the newly implanted person in the right. world. It would be right. someone that you right. hadn't noticed. Well, I love that line in Quantum of Solace where uh, Judy Dench says, uh, "Everyone says they have people everywhere, but you don't actually believe." Right? <laughs> yeah. And they, um, they, uh, what was what was I gonna goddamn say? Uh, uh, oh, they they seem to be banking on the twist coming from the fact that Franz Oberhauser is Blofeld, but that means nothing to anyone. That's like that fan service. That's a useless, and I understand, yeah. useless but I think it, well, who, I don't think it's as bad as the con fan service because obviously it's for the fans. Yes, I get it, but it's not like. <sighs> oh, don't get me started on that movie. Oh yeah, but they but you're right. It's like it, because it's present like what they should have done is just thrown it away. Yeah, I know. My name is. You know, my name is uh, Blofeld. Like, it shouldn't have been like, but it's like, bah, 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 bah. It kind of is. Like, it wasn't, right. it wasn't no like, Bond that, that bon doesn't react yeah. to it like, oh, my God. That right. name it, means nothing it to was, anyone. It was, but I thought in the context, he just said, oh, that's not my name. I'm, I hate my father so much. I'm going with my mother's bloodline. So at least they had a line to acknowledge it, which is more than you got for Khan. Yes. Right. You know? yeah. Well, here, here's my question, too. And this is, this is the thing that I go back to when I talk about this movie. Because this is where I go... 64% is about right for me because I'm like, yeah. oh, I like it. Oh, sometimes I don't. And I, and, I, and it's wavering on certain moments because I do like all the boxes that yeah. he checked. To me, when he – when Bond sees Oberhauser mm-hmm. in that meeting room, yeah. right, there's no like thought there. I don't read on his face like, oh, shit, that's my brother. Like, you know, like – Oh, what? I got that. Did you get that? Did you get that? Yeah, I mean definitely get like something's affecting it. There's a okay. slow pull and a wide – a, a okay. wider-eyed Daniel Craig than we've ever seen yeah. before. Okay, then, uh, then I he felt like – might have sneezed. All right. <laughs> that was my – my issue was like I just felt like there was never this con- – I didn't, I felt like the connection between them – Never felt like it, like the, the, the head to that. head yeah. should have felt like it just Here's, just felt just yeah, separate. I agree with that. After that initial thing, and then when they meet, you you do want Daniel Craig to have a little bit more like familiarity. Like with you're him my or some bro- history. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like again, there, I think they're only they're brothers for what two years. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's that. Also, here's a weird thing. The timeline of this is all. 
fucking weird. The 20 years. 20 years. And they show a picture of him and he looks like he's 17. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. what they're saying is how – like they're saying James Bond is is 37 years old? No, yeah, about that. No, because they show he's he's a guardian. He, he gets guardianship when he's 12, but he was born in 68. Oh, I have a question about this too, by the way. Yeah. Well, good, figure out the age first. Well, so that would put it. That was, so basically that would put it, Daniel Craig's age. His Bond is according to like the okay, records they right. show. As they do, as I showed I you when I said showing those. like the only way to justify that is they're showing an old picture of Franz Oberhauser when he died. But he would have had to have been about thirty when he died. But that picture, he just doesn't look thirty. No, but it also doesn't make any sense that a thirty-year-old would be so annoyed at this little kid. Do you know what I mean? Well, but right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, you're, you're right. You're a grown adult. What are you mad at? Yeah. Well, and why would Bond wouldn't even be around anymore? He'd have been into the service. Go ahead, by Paul. Then. Let me ask you guys this: Am I to believe that James Bond's parents were killed by an avalanche, and then James Bond's step parents were also killed by an avalanche? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> That's lazy. <laughs> Guys, that's lazy. <laughs> like, that bums me out. But like, you don't think, well, one of them's a natural avalanche, and I could see Franz yeah, Oberhauser going, I'm continuing the theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. You know, he was, he's the author of his pain. From uh, way the, all your pain. All, all, all your pain. And, and oh, man. Well, and, and, and to go to your point about checking off the boxes, yeah. this is how I can, this is the only way I can articulate why I don't like that boxes being checked yep. off. Listening. The chair at the end that he's in, uh, Bond is in, in the torture, yeah, yeah, yeah. is obviously uh, a nod to Goldfinger, right? Like, I mean, we're yeah. like, we're we're putting him in that position yeah. and and all that sort of stuff, which is cool. Like, oh, that's cool. That's like the new cool Goldfinger thing. But then when they get him in that chair, it's weird because then they stick him with these needles mm-hmm. that don't seem to do anything mm-hmm. to him at all. Yeah. So then you're saying, well, James Bond's superhuman, but yet you set up very early on that he's got these nanobots. Why don't you just put a line in there like early on to be like, oh, and these nanobots will like kind of help you. Like if mm-hmm. if you get like, you know, instead of just being a tracking device, like let's like justify I think why that's he's not there. superhuman. I think that's, why I think that's there. That pushes it into. But you think that like, a man yeah, getting those things. I, I but, hate but that you have to like parse this this much, but I think it's there in the movie because the first one is he's just drilling his tooth to hurt him. Okay. Yeah. The second one is if I find this nerve, you'll forget her. Oh, he says yeah. if yeah. I yeah. find it, say, I can't. Yeah. I like. Oh, okay. I thought he was like yeah. I am getting no, that. Nerve. No, he said if I find no. it, it'll it'll and you'll forget any. You won't remember anybody's faces. And then the other thing is that like you just have to you just have to assume that he's going to keep going until he gets that nerve. So James. Okay. All right. So that again, in my two view- viewings of it, I thought he was hitting those nerves no. and that he should have been blind because no, that would have been bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then, why create that? Oh, that device? Okay, but yeah, but I feel like that, like I feel like those were I don't know. You you're kind of doing one thing that's a little bit like an homage, but yeah. then you're doing something else. It's like I didn't I didn't find I didn't find that whole interaction between them at all fulfilling. I like the the moon rock, all that shit. Like I was like, that's where it starts to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, and me, it's yeah. and it's just sort of like. I want these guys to go head to head. I, I like Silva when he went head to head with Bond. Like, yeah, and they're, yeah. and they're, you know, I just, I liked how he was brought in and I liked the way that they But kind I think of, you will. This is obviously leading to something else. So it fell yeah. apart for me in the third act a little bit. But the final thing where he decides to go with Madeline Swan, I really liked for a change on a Bond film. I really liked it too because yeah. I think they clearly are setting it up to be on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Well, they'll either be married or together and then Blofeld will kill her. Yeah. I like that a lot. And you know, sure. as I went on this podcast, yeah. I talk about on Her Majesty. So I'm, I'm all on board. Yeah. Okay. So I think we should talk a little bit about the earlier part of the movie. Yes. Like, 
let's talk about the things that we all enjoyed. I think best I, open, right? The open was good. I like I it more it each time more. I see it. I though. think it really? needed. Well, I just needed like an explosion in the background or something. A more of a button. We talked about this, yeah. but then the the next few times I saw it, it worked better for me. I love it. Yeah. I, I I love it just because of the scope of it. I love like being at like whatever the 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 march of the day of the yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just love the visual of that one shot was so pretty. I had a hard time the first time understanding why the whole building exploded when he shot in I there. I know. It's not clear, but when you figure it out, yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll buy it. But, like, it is a little bit like, huh. I have a hard time figuring out how no, not everybody was killed when he blew up the building. <laughs> yeah. Well, even that's their – like, they, they really do take their pains to make everything make sense in this movie, which I think Skyfall doesn't have. So you see the guys see the laser in the smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then – uh, he, Bond shoots the like the other assailants, and then even looks. They show him ch- change his field of vision down to the suitcase. So he shoots the suit yeah, suitcase. It blows up. It, but yeah. right before that, you see Skiara run off a little bit. So mm-hmm. I know it's like still a little unbelievable, but they at least address it yeah. slightly. And I feel like that's Sam Mendes going. All right, I got to make sense of this on the day. Uh, and, you know. Well, I think this whole movie was made a little bit like that uh, because I have a friend of a friend oh. who was an editor Inside on this film. Information <gasps> and. Uh, and apparently Sam Mendes is a very collaborative uh, director. Mm-hmm. So they had this giant roundtable with the script. They yep. said, okay, here's a couple things that we need to do. We need to go to snow. Their script was already done. Like, yep. where, how can we go to snow? Because we have not been in snow for, uh, for X amount of movies. We need to go to snow. So World they, was not enough last movie. Uh, so, yeah. So that was like – so that was – there were a couple mandates that they kind of had to hit. I also – Oh, die another day. Oh, shit. I've wiped that one from my brain. That's the one with the Invisible Hotel or the Ice Hotel? That's the Ice Hotel, yeah. And the Invisible Ice Martin. Uh, And then I was in Mexico shooting in that theater that blew up. And we had to – we only had – we had to be done at a certain time because Bond was coming in to blow up that theater. And um, (laughs) – Wait. Theater? What do you mean? Well, that's the thing. It's – what they blew up is a a beautiful – Broadway-esque theater. Oh. You don't see the inside of it. Yeah. You're just seeing the building of uh-huh. it. So I thought there was going to be like a cool scene a la like Mission Impossible where they were going to – I would like to talk about Mission Impossible and compare it to Spectre 2 because uh, I feel like they're the same exact movie. Rogue Nation and this are very similar movies. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, I thought they were going to be in a, th- a theater. I didn't know how they were going to blow up the yeah. building. But that was also something like that they had gotten word that they could blow up a building. It was retroactively – well, Mexico pulled out all the stops to yes. get them down there. A hundred percent. That's interesting because I read the f- early yeah. version of the script and that when it, that uh, oh Phil Noble Jr. sent it to me. I'll oh, send wow. it to you. But that's in Phil, there. Okay, so not ma- only is it in there, it is like detailed, so detailed to what you see in. Oh wow! The okay, and maybe- I wonder if it was like retroactively. Well, maybe yeah, it was just – maybe it was more the fact that uh, Mexico was just like championing – well, I guess yeah. maybe it's in Mexico, so who knows? No, yeah. Mexico was like, please do this. What do you yeah. need? Do you want to blow something up here? How about this theater? Yeah. They, they, well, I don't think it, you, they knew it was that building. Or, but maybe. Well, I think they made a pl- – I think – well, when I was down there, the people were saying that they made a big play to get Bond down there. Yeah, like, they yeah, were very – Huge tax credit. Yeah. yeah. It felt to me, and that maybe was my interpretation, that they felt like they were going like – we wooed them like yeah. the Olympics yeah. to yeah, come yeah, here because yeah. they were very excited because sure. they like that took forever apparently to set up and shoot or that's what they were uh, saying. I, okay. Again, these are all hearsay. I don't know. The editor is for sure that they needed to go to the snow. That's. Wow. I wonder how many of those mandates they had, and I wonder if it helped or hurt. Well, it can't. And help did they come from Broccoli if you, if and Wilson? Or did but if you're never from? starting with the story and you're having to 
retro engineer your story around certain parameters that are arbitrary, that can't help. I no, mean, like, I think sometimes it does because it's the whole thing of but like – But that's the checking the boxes thing, which yeah. is like I like a snow yeah. in a James Bond movie yeah. and it was fun to see. Like I don't mind that that, like, that people had an issue with their clinic being in the snow. I was like, well, I don't – I don't. Well, I don't that was also people, a nice That was just a nod to, to Honor yeah, Majesty's yeah, Secret Service. Yeah, exactly. I mean the movie was Honor Majesty's Secret Service. That's what I kind of felt like, yeah. In some ways, yeah. Not some ways. In a lot well, of ways. Well, also Irma Bunt was originally in it in the script too. Really? Yeah. So they were clearly heading that way. Well, it's interesting to me. I mean, this does throw the whole I guess we're just all satisfied that the timeline of James Bond is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter if this James Bond has oh, been married right. or oh, not yeah. or whatever. So do you think Daniel Craig has been married? The his Bond the, his character? Bond. No, he clearly hasn't. Okay. I mean, yeah. there's no there's no two ways about it. His, I don't think that there's connective tissue. I think whenever you have a new Bond, it's like a doctor. That's the way I view it. It's a doctor who we are hearing this story from. These are the memories of this guy. But like, no, but Dale, Dale all of the previous that. Bonds were one person. Yes. They, they connect. They take they pains all, to connect yes, them. They were all one. This person. is a oh, reboot wow. of the series. It's the first time they've rebooted it. If you don't count, never say never again. But it's wow, so that's so weird. Crazy. The Pierce Brosnan was married. Yes, yeah. to Tracy. And, yeah. and they, wow. I don't know that they ever, they they ever bring it up in Brosnan's, but they do in Dalton's and they do in Roger Moore. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's interesting. The thing about the whole floating timeline of James Bond, it is – I feel like they – having rebooted it, they have just moved too fast with it. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Like yeah. they've mm-hmm. now made this guy retired. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've, uh, that's it's one of the, the problems. Same, I it's the Skyfall. bullshit of like yeah. of Batman. It's the bullshit of the Dark Knight Returns, where like you were only Batman for like two and a half years, and then your girlfriend gets killed, and you fucking go hide in your house for eight years. But that's then you think Batman. about yeah. it too that they'll probably have. We talked about this yeah. after Spectre. They'll have to end this storyline and probably this James Bond with the end of Daniel Craig because how does someone come into this? Before you could step into Bond because it was always episodic. Now whoever steps into this is going to have to follow this storyline. Right. It's complicated storyline. It's, it's story now yeah. They've got to yeah. reiterate it that it again. wasn't before. Yeah. And and I feel like – well, that's my – again, with the end, I would have loved this James Bond to end with Blofeld escaping. I thought that would have been a cool yeah. anti-James Bond well, ending. Yeah, because like, they'll have to start get, the next one with him but escaping. That's, yeah, like, that's the cold open yeah. for the next one. I love right, it. Right, I guess. Yeah, but I guess. I'm with you. I think – it would have been cool. Like to, it would have been fulfilling on some level. He didn't get his man, and then that continues the story mm-hmm. a little bit too. Because this guy is so powerful. Like I don't know. There was something. Like, I feel like they they kind of they head in a direction, and then they kind of just go. Well, we're going to do yeah. what you what you expect it to be. Yeah. I think that they'll go a little bit more with the books and go to the last Blofeld novel, "You Only Live Twice," where he has this like death garden where he grows like plants that are venomous and stuff. And Bond has a showdown with Irma Bunt and. Blofeld and he kills them with his bare hand. Like I think he chokes Blofeld to death or something oh, wow. in their in their Japanese castle and garden or wherever they live. I love it. But I think it'll be after that after he kills Madeline Swan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, do you think Craig's coming back? We think, right? That's he's going to come back. Yeah. Right? And I like that. I did I like so. I you did. met him. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. He's a great guy. By Thanks the way, so I have really to say friends. that. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, you told me to check out that episode of, of Nerdist, and it was fantastic because I've never seen him so light I know, right? and fun. I think of him as someone that is difficult in uh-huh. interviews, yeah. and he, that was really refreshing, and I 
got more out of him than I ever have. Well, you realize it's like, oh, he's difficult to idiots. Yeah. Like he doesn't you, you, go, fools. you go around the world and you're answering the same stupid questions a million times for eight hours a day, if not yeah. more. And you probably are just getting short with everybody. And yeah. I feel like when I was on there, I was like, oh, I, lo- I love him. Yeah, it was interesting to sort of take the approach with him of just, A, we had the luxury of having time. Yeah. So yeah. we had him for an hour. So we could just sort of slow roll it out. And it was good to talk to him, you know, not start off and being like, so what makes this bond different? Yeah, yeah. but, but like, the more important questions are like, what does he smell like? Uh, he, I, I, he smells like a, like a natural deodorant. And and Ooh, then nice. like yeah. when he you know when you meet people in real life does he cut a tall figure does he feel shorter he felt taller than I thought he would because really? he's yeah. about my height oh wow but he just he just felt taller like when I stood up I to that. shake yeah. his yeah. hand he just and he came in uh, he was dressed like you'd think James Bond would dress yeah. like he had on. A brown sweater with a tie yeah, and yeah. a brown vintage Levi jacket, leather jacket with like a France pin because that had just happened. Yeah. And like I'm like, oh, hello. I imagine he sat like this and then then ended up like this. Was he, he crossed his legs? A he lot? sat like he sat like this. I sat the my entire posture throughout the episode was this. I just was back and I I put the mm. microphone on my lap and I just sat. He was right there. Hardwick was right there. I love it. And I just was like. Uh-huh. It, 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 it was one of my favorite things to listen to. Yeah. And and again, like talking about Spectre again, it's like, oh, I, li- I saw it opening night at midnight. I'm so excited to be there. And yeah. there's so much. And I think Sam Mendes as a director, like that car chase that he does uh, when they're in the canals. Yeah. or was one of the, I think one of the – I love that car chase because I felt like it just felt like effortless. Like it's it just a, felt smooth in a it's way. It's a good car. I did like – I did like – I liked that the uh, rounds weren't loaded into the guns. Yeah, and I, I did, love that. I did not like the music no, bit. No, I didn't either. <laughs> no, the, but, but the music bit is very like Roger Moore-y. Yeah. No, the most Roger Moore thing in the entire movie is the guy in the Fiat that gets pushed oh, oh, yeah. into yes. the parking spot. Jerry, and the airbag yeah. goes James Boyden had a great – you know, you could have it either way in the cold open when he lands on the couch and you have a nice Roger Moore moment where he kind of goes, oh, all right. James was saying he should have landed right next to the couch and then looked at the couch and gone like, which would also be kind of a nod of like, my bond doesn't land on the couch, yeah. but yeah. fuck it. Oh, yeah. God damn, why can't my bond land on the couch? Yeah, you know? yeah I think that would have been great. But the yeah, and that old Italian guy just felt like. Yeah, that was I very mean, Spielberg. Interesting, too. interesting. But I felt like there was something about it that in the moment I didn't, uh, I didn't like um, cringe. Like, and that's no. what I feel like about Sam Mendes. Like, I'm like, oh, I love the way that you do this. Like, it just feels smooth and it, like, and it, it looks cool. And it, like, and I think that seems like your issue with Skyfall. Like, it looks, it always looks good. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, uh, yeah, like, again, I liked, oh, I really liked a lot of it. I think it, my, my, my thing starts to go downhill. A little bit more. I feel like you want. I guess what I'm missing is something that James Bond doesn't do, which is go like to Madeline Swan. Could you believe that's my fucking brother? Like, I I don't understand. This is driving me mental. Like, I want that. Like, I want that moment. I thought this guy was dead, and now he's here. Yeah, I want that. Like, and I think like it's like hard not to have that. I know know he's not supposed to do that. When we might have talked about this before when we recorded, but when she says I can't do this and I'm leaving. Mm 
and he just does his old like stoic Daniel Craig James Bond like I've been hurt before women don't affect me I would have liked at that moment for him to go oh, fuck like yeah this time I've really I'm losing another one and that way we would have really cared that in the end he chose her which I think we do but it would have been nice to see him care in the beginning and uh, then we'd understand that he loves her because we've only heard her say it and they haven't had a ton of yeah. character development to make you believe it. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's a problem of a character that is an emotional void like and, and I think that he's done a great job of like – making that a realistic thing. And he's like, you know, so his highs aren't highs and his lows aren't lows. He's just kind of always at middle and sometimes a little bit more yeah. angrier, you know? Yeah, um, the, psycholo- the, the psychology of James Bond is interesting. Like, he's just so, he's so detached all the time. That's why I wanted this to break, and that way we'd know why he would go with her, because like Vesper, he's finally found another woman. Who would you like more, Vesper or Madame oh, Vesper, Swan? Vesper, I'll always be Vesper. I mean, Vesper, Vesper yeah, she's I amazing. I took my dad to see this when he was in town because we have a Bond history. He really liked it. And then – I got to go with Madeline, sorry. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And so my girlfriend or fiance, Jesus, Amanda. Hey, congratulations. Uh, thank congratulations. you. Um, we went, she went to see it and we were talking about Casino Royale on the way home and both Amanda and my dad went, oh, we should watch that. And I was like, what? Really? Okay. So we put it on. <laughs> and boy, that movie is so good and holds up. And after watching it after Spectre, yeah. I did like Spectre, but nothing can touch that movie. Is that movie is no, still really ranked highest perfect. for me. Yeah. I feel like it, they, that like – I feel like that shares similar DNA with Creed, which is a movie I really loved I as well. And no, no spoilers there, but it's like, here's something that you like. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you everything that you like from this thing, but we're going to make it real. We're going to make it now of the time. And it, 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 cooler. It, what, do you yeah. think, what do you think started this whole push to making things more realistic? Like what born, was it? I think born. I do. Born and Batman, but well, the thing I can't understand. But what is, was the push to make Batman more realistic? I well, think because they've done height- with the Schumacher years, so. yeah, and people Batman. like. But I think people have heightened. I think maybe after nine eleven, yeah. Like yeah. if you want to go, like you know, That's there was very a, true. you know there was yeah. a more of a there are more stakes to things, mm-hmm. and I feel like, and also you heighten so much. It's a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. It's like, all right, well, like you get invisible Aston Martin. Yeah. It's like where do you go? Yeah. Yeah. Where can you right. go? And where are these stories? Well, the answer is smart blood. <laughs> I know. I but feel like I feel like when Skyfall, said, everybody's like, "Oh, Skyfall is the best James Bond." When Casino Royale is sitting right there, you oh, know? Casino Royale is so much better. Than I know, Skyfall. but people I not that Skyfall's not good, but it really but hit Casino with the Royale public. is amazing. I think that, and I am a I am a very big Skyfall fan. Uh, I think that Skyfall feels like, and it doesn't check the boxes that you guys have, which yeah. is like, it is what I think people America non James Bond fans just. General, like I'm interested, want James Bond to be. It's like it's very simple. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's cool, and it's like, and it's it looks beautiful, but it's like they have no allegiance to the James Bond tropes, and so by having them not there, yeah. it's a very like here's the bad guy, here's one guy. It's this, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's it seems the easiest to get into for a non fan. Right. That's why I think it was yeah. so successful and so kind of beloved. Yeah. Yes. Because anyone can see it. Spectre's creeping up. It's at 863 million worldwide. Not bad. Not bad. I think it has to make what? Like one? They wanted it to make I don't a know. Billion? I forget. Yeah. What did Star Wars make over the weekend? Five. It, I don't know. I think it made five. Five. Yeah. Star Wars made a lot five of Five something. Yeah. I mean, worldwide, it was crazy. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. But uh, Daniel Craig, did you. 
notice the Daniel Craig cameo? Did you see it? I have since heard that. I heard that before, but I thought it wasn't true. Then I saw the movie, and then I heard it was confirmed, so I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And yeah. I'm yeah. also looking forward. You guys should do a special Force Awakens podcast. I'm, I was we can saying just, to Paul. We can just shift this right No, I was yeah, saying to right Paul now. that I would love to do a Force Awakens. I, yeah, that's another movie I want to talk about and get into in many ways. But it, our producer has uh, not seen the uh, movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we can't I'm glad I didn't that. say anything. <laughs> you can talk about it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to put my earplugs in. No, no, no. You, it would be too much. I, I also feel like people may be wanting to listen to this. Yeah, don't they want have that not spoiled yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the, the idea, too, that, uh, I, well, the one thing that if you did see Star Wars, which mm-hmm. I recommend to everybody, uh, is to go online and look up all the rumors that were floating around, things I avoided for so yeah, long. Too. It's fascinating to see what was out there, what what was oh, kind of true, what oh, was yeah. not kind of true, what were the set pictures that people hypothesized on. I went on a big wormhole last night uh, just, like, looking at certain character pictures and leaked images. What, and, what uh, did you Google to do that? Just I started to, like, um, I knew that Slash Film has been very respectful about uh, spoiler-free posts and then spoiler-filled posts. Uh-huh. So I, I went down that path a little bit. Then I went back. Then I went down Screen Rant, kind of collected yeah. a little bit of their yeah. um, rumor posts, and they kind of said, "All right, well, what, now now you know." So this is what we reported on, and and here you know, because nothing is wrong. It's just like here's a picture, here's a hypothesis. The one thing that I leaked to me was wrong, and it was how the film starts. And I think it might have been oh, an earlier version. Oh, that was that, my, mine. I knew that one too. I think is we're talking was about that this. A red herring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I read a thing interestingly enough again uh, about what the MacGuffin of the movie was, and that was interesting. Like a few of their like uh, ideas that were on the table and taken off. The one I think I can. Spoil here without wrecking anything for anybody is uh, apparently there's a big rumor that Hayden Christensen was snuck in That's right. to Pinewood to shoot a potential ghost scene. Oh, um, that is not true. That did not happen. Uh, but that was – Well, apparently you and McGregor recorded some dialogue. Yes. That is now confirmed. Yeah. For, and, for Force Awakens? Yes. Yeah. It's there. And so did it's Frank in the Oz. Movie? Yep. Yes. And so did Frank Oz. It happens in the oh uh, the in montage, Maz, which we'll call we'll yeah. call the everyone. There were some people online that was call, were calling it a force back instead of a flashback. Oh, I like and that. I wanted to punch everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, the that is, and also they manipulated Alec Guinness's voice, so they have new dialogue from Alec Guinness in that. The, there are, I can't wait to sit down. I want to watch it again. Take a nap at the iPick through this film. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That's a good one. What's yeah. your week like? It's open. <laughs> <laughs> um, the all right, so Paul, you in town? I, I look. I'm always up for an epic <laughs> movie. I am in town. I'm not going anywhere for that. I holidays. now live five minutes from there too. See, it's so oh crazy. boy. Yeah. All right, so we like the opening. Yep. We, I mean, I love Ray Fiennes. I love, so I love uh, Ben in this movie. Uh, yeah. Cute. He's yeah. great. Well, I yeah. love. He him is yeah. so good, movie. and I love the way they introduced him, and I love how he's grown. Like that's. Like, that's what I do like about the James Bond movies. He's now really like, taken ownership of the quartermaster department. Yes. Right? That's what I really liked about it. And, the, and, and you got to see, which is something that I love about James Bond, the walk through the, yes. the two departments. He picks up a gadget that they're not going to use. Yep. Yeah. Except that gun. Yep. Yeah. And I love it. And I love – and this is like, – like, this is where the movie yeah, – it's so, like, black and white to me because it's like it works in the way of they show you all this cool shit and they go – and you get a watch. And I'm like, yeah, that's what yes, you want it to be. Yes. Like, you want to know yeah. it exists and you want to know and then he gets a watch. 
Like, it's like, but it, so it's staying true to guys. When what I was we love. wearing Daniel Craig's, uh, watch. by the way, that was amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. You were wearing his watch, his shoes. I wanted to make sure I wrote down the name of those shoes. They sounded really good. The way Crockett, you both... Crockett and Jones. I haven't there. even begun to contend with my jealousy for this. <laughs> um, the greatest thing was when he spotted the. The peacoat that I had on the – I had it on the back of the chair. He got every single didn't thing. didn't he say he pretty much selects all that yes. for the character? You like, know what? But it was such a weird a thing to see him like butt. lock eyes with me and then look past me and then Just go, to lock eyes with him. That Oh, coat? that's the <laughs> question. I'm burying the lead. Oh. How deep were those swimming pool eyes? They uh. were – let me say this. First of all, there needs to be at least four lifeguards on duty. Because <laughs> that shit is deep, and there's an undertow. It's oh going to suck God. you right in. Oh, my God. Yet it's crystal blue. <laughs> he, eyes are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. I don't get why people didn't like the Madeline Swan storyline. That's the one thing that I think a lot of people rejected. And I know it moved quickly, but I liked her. I oh, thought I she was lo- great. She was all fantastic. And beautiful. Like, she was gorgeous. Yeah. She, uh, she was believable. I also really, the more I watch it, the more I really like Christoph Waltz. I liked him in the beginning, but I also thought, oh, he's maybe doing his Christoph Waltz thing. He tones it down quite a bit, especially in his... How would you describe a a Christoph Waltz thing? Can I try some of your delicious milk? (laughs) (laughs) Monsieur? Um, She's great. And yeah, they needed a little bit more development, but I I liked the storyline. I liked I all the choices they made up until. And the end. what I would say normally is like they were pressed for time, but they seem to take their time with this two and a half hour movie. This yeah. movie is long. It is. It is long, but you need to squeeze in. You know, you're squeezing in. There's really like an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot in this movie. The C plot being the love story. The A plot being. Uh, Blofeld, and the B plot being what's happening at MI6. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sitcom 101 writing. Um, I think my favorite scene in the film is actually Mr. White and Bond at the yes. table. Oh, yeah. Yes. Really good. That's a great – and again, it was a great way to kind of – I like bringing him back. I like that character and I, where he kind of gone to. I thought yeah. that was great. My wife was trying to clean the kitchen after a party and uh, I said that she was a kite dancing in a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> God. I will never not have that in my head. Dancing. He's everywhere. (laughs) He, I love, what I love about this world too is like following that, like that character lives. Yeah. yeah. And where, and what is he doing? And it's like, there's, there's a a stakes to it. Cause I feel like every bomb movie is like, and we kill the villains and we never talk about it again. And it's all, and I do like, I do like putting it all under one umbrella. I just felt like some of it was like shoehorned umbrellas. Like, yeah. like, and that, and that was in there too. It's definitely like, true. They didn't have Blofeld. And if, right. they, if they had Blofeld in Casino Royale, they could have planted Let that seed say this. and yeah. driven that forward. I right. want to say something. I think that the James Bond movies are better off for not have having Blofeld for as long as they haven't had him. I agree, but I will say there's also precedent for this because in From Russia with Love, they go, oh, that last movie, Dr. No, was done by this guy, Blofeld. Yeah, that's right. Very true. So they did you could say it. that's a nod. I'm not going to give him that much credit. I do think you're right. They're like, let's let's shoehorn all this Because it's like quantum is – like, yeah. well, no, yeah. quantum is quantum. Like, I mean, yeah. like, just like, keep it quantum. Yeah. yeah. It's change like, the name or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They it just a I subset mean, of Spectre? But like, you see that, that a was subsidiary? the thing. subsidiary? But you see like instead of – and, that, and that's why I think like – the fan service shit is is a pain because like just make a qu- like just go like oh that was like you, you but they want to use Spectre they want to say mm-hmm. Spectre because yeah. it is cool You're and right. it's and uh, you know and and uh, and so then you they have to like kind of 
ratchet. I was yeah. on the edge of my seat wondering if they would tell you what the acronym stood for just uh, to laugh out loud in the theater. At the end of the day, I though, been great. And I, you know, I had this a little bit with Star Wars. I was talking on another podcast about this, that Star Wars and James Bond, for better or for worse, exist before I grew into a critical phase. Mm-hmm. So not only mm. – it's one of the two things probably in life that I can go into these franchises leaving my criticism at the doorstep. But I also feel – I just realized recently that I'm doing myself a favor of like these aren't Godfather movies. They they, they don't have to right. be brilliant. Why not give myself the gift of enjoying them? They're popcorn movies. And so here here I am on a podcast where all we do is dissect these films yeah. saying I should do, do it that. with love. We yeah. do it with love. Yeah, but there is something to Star Wars especially where I was like, yeah, there were some flaws, but Remember, you were a kid when you saw Star Wars. If you watched it right now, you would find some major flaws. There are always going to be yeah. flaws. And I, and I feel like uh, – There's one perfect movie. It's called Jaws. The end. <laughs> I'll say Casino Royale. <laughs> but I, I, I love these movies and I love watching this one and I love being there on opening night and that, the, uh, that energy of fans enjoying and wanting to see this right. thing. And no one does this action like this. And when you see it like in the Avengers, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. And But – now, to bring back my other point, mm-hmm. I really am a huge fan of the new Mission Impossibles after J.J. Abrams took too. over. Yeah. And I think that this movie is very much plot-wise similar to Rogue Nation. I know I brought it up a little bit earlier, but I've, like, if you oh. look at them down the center, it's someone trying to shut down MI5 and make it more modern. Someone's trying to shut down the Mission Impossible right. force and bring it to the CIA. Then, you know, and so in there, both of those guys are like these – Evil guys, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then uh, and you know one guy's on this mission and he's trying to hide it from the other guy. They're both doing that. Like the only difference is that Jeremy Renner is a little bit more on Tom Cruise's side, but they pair up with mm-hmm. you know a, a very powerful female. There's a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of similarities to storytelling. Well, there's no doubt the current MI. Or Mission Impossible series are doing classic Bond better than Bond is now because it's not entirely good right. for that. But that Mission Impossible movie was like the best Roger Moore Bond movie I've ever seen. Yeah, you know. Well, it's also like no one is going to touch Tom Cruise right now with his literally with his with his <laughs> fucking stunts that he will do in real life. Yeah, they're amazing. Like yeah. it's crazy. It's also crazy that they're insuring him. I don't know if like Xenu's involved, but probably he it seems w- to be just. Well, I think if you do it enough, it, like, and you are the producer and you are the lead, and you can't get, and the movie gets made because of your involvement, yeah. you can kind of call those shots. He's just not an actor for hire. Well, yeah. I mean, if you remember in Mission Impossible Two, he's free climbing. Yeah, like, that's right. at the beginning of that movie. That's where it started as far as I can remember. Like, He's always up in the mix. He's an on-screen adrenaline junkie. Man. Now, when uh, I talked to him at the Nerdist podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one now, too. Um, Don't. It's such a, it's such a garbage interview. Really? It's such a fluff time thing. Well, it, it's so weird because he, he is, is right? like you cannot right, – you get... ask him like he says on the, on the podcast that he watches a, a movie every day. He loves movies. He has a theater at his house. Uh, so when you ask him what a movie he likes very recently is, oh, no, I did listen he to just this. goes yeah. – <laughs> so many. You know, It's just I can't. Oh. Like it's that kind of thing yeah. like where he's worried about – Because they're probably sp- all his own movies. Maybe it's just – I yeah. feel like you got him <laughs> – like, Did you get him around awards? He's like, I feel like it's like you don't want to say what they like and what they don't like or – it's so weird. Yeah. It's like – I feel it's like just be like, oh yeah, I watched Young Frankenstein last night. No one will argue with yeah, it. Great, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. cool. Right. Yeah. If you wanted to see a Mel Brooks movie, like <laughs> that's great. You know, like you know, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, I feel like they're they very so like weird. 
yeah, Daniel Craig much more revealing. Um, the I loved Dave Bautista in this movie. Yeah. Oh, he was great. That was a fun villain. Again, like great. a great nod to it, and potentially not dead. Oh, they may jaws him. I think they if, might. If jaws they him. decide to go full bore with this reboot style, like this classic style, they may jaws him back. I hope they I jaws his... him and turn him good. Uh, they may. I mean, he's clearly likable. He's he. I'm just so surprised that Dave Bautista coming on is like this. Yeah, great acting action. Well, he's great with the mono. You know, by the way, he's doing it the right way. The monosyllabic, yes, acting yeah. guy, like or or no words, you know. Um, but watching Richard Keelan for your eyes only just recently, mm-hmm. that is one of the coolest scenes. And it's a Roger Moore movie, so it's always a little goofy. But like Jaws just rips apart a car. Like they're in a car. Oh, they're trying to, Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. The Spy yeah. Who Loved Me. I'm sorry, that's the one I was talking about. Not for your eyes only is oh, one yeah. there with the Italian I guy had, climbing uh, on the mountain. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I had whited out too. I was like, wait, what is he talking yeah. about? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I so I messed because that's again. For Your Eyes Only and The Spy Who Loved Me also feel like one movie to me that I don't really – Sure. Uh, Very similar I mean era, I, yeah. I know I know the – I guess it was not – it was like two 70s to be – I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't resonate with me. But then <laughs> – but I remember the, like the, the night when they're in Cairo and all that sort of stuff. But that first introduction to him just ripping apart the minivan is so When great. they're at that weird outdoor Egypt light show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The pyramids. Does that actually happen? Because I, I was don't like, know. I want to see that. That was it a did. huge question yeah. for In me. In fact, they, uh, yeah, I think they shot during one of those, if I'm not mistaken. Very similar to uh, the uh, View to a Kill butterfly show. Like, taking, <laughs> taking. Uh, Do you guys want to sh- shoot during the 3 p.m. or the 5.30? <laughs> Well, can we get into three and then if we miss something, we can get into the 530? I will say this about Spectre. Same thing with Skyfall. I need – clearly need more time to fully – you know, like with a Bond movie, you almost need years to let it settle into the franchise before you can kind of pick it out. Well, that's why I even – watching it a second time made me understand parts that I I was like – when I walked out the first time, I was like – I I walked out psyched. I had the poster because I got it because I was in the I yeah, was yeah. in the middle of uh, wherever I was, and uh, and and I was you know and I walked out psyched, and then uh, watching it and then I was like oh but I don't understand this and I, I read a couple things online and people were like man and then I was talking to people and I was like oh I don't know I don't know and then I watched it a second time I was like oh no it's there you just have to kind of dig yeah, like you're it saying is, it's yeah. it's. It's there. It just is covered. The it first should have been more. The clear. first bad review of it, I had tried to read. In the first paragraph, the person says that James Bond conjures an airplane out of nowhere, and I just got really annoyed at that person because there's an establishing shot with the runway right next to the building. Yeah, like I just was like, pay more attention <laughs> yeah. before you try to rip a thing apart. And I also feel like the the franchise is too smart for that. They're not doing anything like that. Yeah. Like my issues are more story issues. They're not like. Bond issues, and I feel like uh, what you call too. The thing, the, the review that gets me is he's so uninterested, he's so checked out. Daniel Craig's so checked out in this movie, just going through the motions. I read that so many times, and I was like, I don't get that at all. Like, I well, feel like you picked that up in in the one scene where they're escaping the yeah, because he fortress. just it's moving sort of slow. But I feel like it's a, both a character choice and maybe informed a little by Daniel Craig, but it does feel like the character. But then he got beaten. Didn't he break his leg or his arm on the movie? Towards ACL. Tell, yeah, yeah, towards ACL. Yeah, I feel like maybe he's like, I don't want to run anymore. In the train fight. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. Well, I also think it's like the character Daniel Craig's James Bond has been um, 
uh, he first of all he res- he resigns in the first movie. Like this is like this is yeah, a guy who just like doesn't want to be there at all. He resigns in the first movie. Uh, Quantum. Uh, he's well, he he's rogue. totally rogue, right? In Quantum, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He goes there after him, and he's rogue. I'm like, uh, he's like, I'm out of here. I gotta watch Quantum again. Yeah, Skyfall. Watch it back to back with Casino Royale. Yeah. Much yeah, better. I think much it's better gonna experience. age a lot better than people remember. And then in Skyfall, uh, he gets shot in the in the shoulder, and then uh, decides uh, uh, I quit. Maybe. He's always getting out of it. And I, yeah. I, we were talking about this before, and I was like, oh yeah, he's never wants to. He never wants to be James Bond. He's the only James Bond that doesn't want yeah, to right, be James Bond. Right. Yeah. And that's why I thought like the setup, the ending of Skyfall, where he hands him a dossier and he says, "Are you ready to get to work?" Or, with pleasure. With yeah. pleasure. I was just over the moon. I thought, "Here we go! Finally, James Bond's going to go on a proper mission and do his thing." And he is going on a mission, and it's given to him by Judy Dench. By the way, great job not spoiling that cameo for anybody. Oh yeah, that was wow. great. It was a nice. It was surprise. a nice surprise. It was great to see uh, Dame Judy drenched. Um, yeah. But the the character then at the end of this movie, where you're sort of getting. You're James Bond. He again chooses to leave. This guy has but never. I, I like that. This guy has never. I like that to stick because with his they, they've at least committed to the fact that he's reluctant to be, and he's basically only doing this because he lost Vesper. At this point, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm never going to have a normal life. I might as well be a sociopath." And then he finally gets another chance at it and takes it. Which mm-hmm. I think, if he would have not gone with Madeline Swan, it might have been more difficult because he kind of, I think, from the beginning, his bond wanted that, and now he has that chance again, and that's why I wanted to see him more upset when she walks away. Well, but now don't you go like this? Go okay. Well, if that is true, then we have to open up the next movie with Bond not an MI6. Yeah, with this woman, I, and if she's yeah. killed, then it's like got to be like License to Kill or something, where it's like, or not License to Kill, uh, View to a, the one with. Uh, uh, the one where he goes with Richard Davi, which was oh, uh, license, license, license kill. Yeah. where he's like, I got to now go on my revenge mission. And it's not yeah. going to be a typical James Bond mission. Yeah. And he's again. already feel, again. And then that's going to be the end of the Daniel Craig connection. Yeah. And then they're going to have to start all over again. So we're not going to get, we're never going to get the James Bond mission that we no, like. I think it's done. Yeah. Whereas like Mission Impossible, I think, has taken that baton and be like, we're going to do mission yeah. like missions cuz i think like i remember reading a thing with tom cruise about why mission impossible didn't succeed and he or i guess it succeeded but what he didn't like about it and it was a good point it was like the thing is called like it's the impossible mission force they kill all of the people on his team and then he's got to do it alone like oh, yeah. you know it's like well they've taken away the yeah. one thing I, that first one that is a huge misstep plus the bad guy is the leader of the impossible missions force. yeah it was exactly. Phelps, yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah so it's like you take away the one thing and that, so that's the one thing that bums me out because i do feel like you like just do a mission. Let's just yeah. see a mission. Right. Like, yeah. like it doesn't have to be for revenge. It doesn't have to be personal. It's like you are this guy. Like, and why can't a mission be as exciting as a serialized story? I, I think it I can am be. worried that they're gonna start with Bond at home with Madeline Swan and M going. We need you one last time. Yeah, come on this mission, and then she'll incidentally be killed or something. No, I think it has to be Blofeld kills her, and then the end to Daniel Craig's arc is he goes on a revenge mission, kills Blofeld, and maybe. Even dies himself. Oh wait, no. Yeah. What? How many? The, wait. Mac how Orley. many? Yeah. How many revenge re- missions has he been on? Oh, <laughs> so like, uh, like just the Daniel yeah. Craig ones have all been like, yeah. like so, uh, like obviously, uh, Casino Royale ends with a revenge mission yeah. and begins with one. Yeah. And that's kind of he's off the. Grid. And that's what he is in Quantum. He's Quantum. He's fully Quant- going. Yeah. After right. Full the revenge. people. And then, uh, and then Sky- Skyfall. Well, kind of. Not really. Yeah. I guess he's like. Yeah. Okay. 
Because Skyfall is kind of the, the, the trope, the trope you don't want from the next movie. Skyfall is kind of like he sees Wolf Blitzer talking about MI6 getting blown oh, up. Right, he's yeah. like, fuck, I got to go back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they've already, yeah, so they've already done that. Yep. But what happened to that girl? Like, what about the girl that he fell in love with in Mexico? The one with the uh, – where like, in that in that the beginning of Skyfall after he jumps up the train? Like, oh, is he, in Turkey. Is he in Turkey or something? Yeah, yeah, Turkey. Like, what happened to that girl? Why didn't he what? – What happened to the girl from Quantum of Solace? I mean, yeah, she, but she, yeah, that one character. was wonderful. Yeah, I like she, that too. That relationship's great. They don't have sex. Yeah, they just need each other to do their revenge missions. But this is what I like. I off. like about Daniel Craig's character. I think we talked about this too. Is he fell in love with Vesper? She boned out and died and killed herself. Well, she really screwed him. Yeah. Then he goes to this next girl and kind of tries to kiss her, and she rebuffs him. Yeah. And then goes on to Skyfall, and it's not really about a woman. And then meets someone he really loves again, Inspector, and chooses her. So he's he's all he wants to be with someone. I think yeah. I think he wants out of this life, and that's something Bond has never been. And it's I think they shouldn't deny that. But what does shouldn't. he think he's going to do? Like, does well, he think well, he see, can have a nice that, life somewhere? See, that's that's why he's wanted by everyone. That, you see, I thought that this would have been the best ending for Daniel Craig in the sense that that's a nice button. Blofeld's caught, and he goes off into the sunset. By bringing it back, it feels like, okay, uh, you know, <laughs> back to the drive. Because it did feel like him throwing that gun on the bridge, I love that. I I, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was cool. I, like, I thought that was a cool choice if he's not coming back. I was like, oh, that's the end. Like, that's... Yeah, did they do that because they want to set up a revenge thing or because they truly didn't know if Craig was coming back? Because he's got another film in his contract. Yeah, right. So I have to believe that they're going, now we're set up to do the Honor Majesty Secret Service. Idea, but they just they just did they elements did, of but it. But they, they can't do that again. No, I'm if you just, just talking mean about the last twelve I'm talk- seconds. Of- no, I'm talking about killing yeah. the wife and having that, which has been well, in. What like, you're talking impl- about now is diamonds are forever. But the, it's arguably the only through line well, like of Bond that. previous to the Craig film. Correct, absolutely. 100%. And so I think it would be good to put that back in. But, and then yeah, but then he, but then I don't. I also feel like what Blofeld to me then becomes. What? Because we see how the power struggle. Like, all right, so if he's in jail, we got to put him in jail for what? I mean, unless the movie takes place immediately right after, like the movie just starts, like which they've been fucking really on board doing. Yeah, which I think that that actually would help this because you put Blofeld in jail for a little bit, and the way that he's going to be confined is going to be, it, yeah, uh, you it's going to be the like fucking Magneto, Magneto's yeah. chamber, yeah. So yeah. like you, you're not going to, or they're like, going to put him like Jason Statham at the end of Fast and Furious Seven, like yeah, just, right, yeah, like, yeah, that one, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous, I didn't see that one. the most ridiculous oh, jail cell ever. Really? It's a hilarious. <laughs> like he's walking, he's walking down a hallway, and there, and, he, and there's like these little gun windows, like maybe like six on each side, each with like guns trained on him, and then he's like being flanked by the Rock and like armed guards putting into a small cell like that's how it ends yeah. and it's like beneath the yeah. like the surface of the earth yeah you know it's like crazy uh, like it's hundreds of feet below the surface it's essentially the the best like prison ever built maybe the lex lutheran with just a hot air balloon ah but i would like to say i mean i guess i feel like because i feel like the power void would like because then you have to be like well Blofeld escapes then he has to get back into power because you know he like this is a group of criminals like the minute he's gone they're like all right, who's next? You you want to get yeah, in here? Like, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be like, all right, guys, he's back. Everyone back to your old positions. Like, right. you know, like, and he's going to have no power. Like, they have gonna... written themselves into a corner for sure. But I think that that may have come out of the fact that they're like, we don't have an ending. Let's just get something that'll work for this right now. Right. And they may be Should, screwed. 
Should we, like, call them and be like, we'd be glad to break the story for you? Oh, yeah. Let us move on. <laughs> this movie does have the feel of one guy wrote a draft. The people didn't like it. They brought in people that fixed a lot of it. But at the same time, now you have two voices on it. And so something isn't totally right. And then they brought a third person in. And it does feel like you're going in and out of three people's scripts a little bit. So you have read the first version of this movie, the first draft? Or? No, I've read when Purvis and Wade came on board. I don't know if it's before or after the edition of Jez Butterworth. <laughs> what has Jez done? <laughs> Other than having a really great name? I don't know. I feel like that's a- like syrup and human body fluid all at <laughs> once. Don't you feel like two other people have looked at it that just are not credited? I feel like there's so they many people. To, yeah. Like, I mean, Carrie Fisher, like, wrote, uh, was it The Phantom Menace? Like, was, you know, yeah. like, but like, or, you know, which is a crazy wait, fact. Wait, she, wait. She did yeah. some dialogue. Buckle on. the fuck up. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, Lucas brought Carrie Fisher in to punch up. Uh, the Phantom Menace, not The Force Awakens. Because right? he loved postcards from the edge so much? Like, what? Just wanted to bring some of that Carrie Fisher humor into yeah. the mix. Yeah. Like, what? the most Can un... you pull anything out of that movie that could possibly be? Oh, my God. No, I'm trying nothing. to think of anything that has any kind of, like... I mean, this movie, spark. Force Awakens, oh, essentially starts probably... with a joke. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, it, no great. pod is worth two slaves, not by a long shot. That's probably... She <laughs> I bet I know what she it was. She came with a bubble character. <laughs> I know what it is. You're a pilot? All my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I she bet probably, you. like, George was like, I got to bring in a Jew to write this <sighs> clearly anti-Semitic traitor that has slaves. <laughs> she just used that script to roll up, uh, like, uh, tightly so she can snort cocaine out of it. <laughs> um, yeah, now talking about Spectre, I want to go see it again. And I now the things that I like are bigger. The, the the one thing that you guys clarified for me is very important. I thought that he was hitting those right, veins. Right, yeah. He's not um, a Superman. Because it seems like he's like, ah, like he's like bracing. Well, it, it would hurt. I mean, by the way, it would fucking really hurt. Yeah. Like, Especially even, the tooth. Yeah. yeah that I mean, one yeah. would hurt the most. This and, is yeah. like soft tissue or something down there. But the tooth isn't like crazy in the sense of like, that's how they did dentistry for years before anesthesia. Oh. It's you a marathon, but you saw the marathon be, thing. You just have to be as that. tough as a cowboy. It's very yeah. Fleming to be doing that kind of torture. Yep. Yeah. I like – I mean I like I like that. Uh, I love how the the lair blows up with a couple of bullet shots. That was a, a Guinness, Guinness Book, Book of World, World Records. Records. There's a YouTube video or something. You can check it out where you see it all happen. It's incredible. Oh, wow. I thought that was CG. Nope. Not that it oh, didn't really? look good. That was Some of the structure is CG. But it's amazing. That's two. And it's and the biggest explosion on film ever. Two I, world records for the Craig films. Yeah, most well, car flips. Oh wow! Aston Martin and Casino Royale. I I loved. Uh, I love that. I love having the base. I I yeah. like. I and those too. are the things that like. Was a good way to scratch like an Somebody itch. here has a DB9. Oh, There's really? one park downstairs. Oh wow! Welcome. I, to, I doubt uh, it. Must I, be Ackerman. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt it's the Earwolf. Uh, <laughs> anyone here at the Earwolf thing? We still have to afford it's, computers here. Is it Cody? <laughs> Cody, you have a DB9? Aston Martin? No. Do you know who's, who has it? Is it Besser? It, there's so many. There's so, you, you make it like Earwolf. You make it like everyone's here like in the park. You're like, hey, we're all hanging in the Earwolf office. It's one office in a giant complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, but yeah. Oh, man. This movie. I want to uh, – what's your favorite, your favorite thing out of the entire movie? You could just distill it to one moment. Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. 
I think for me, it's the Scooby Gang, which is the the when when Q and M and Money Penny are off on their little yeah. secret mission. I enjoyed the Scooby Gang. I like that. Like, too. I loved it. I like the idea of making Ray or Rafe uh, making him. Like part of the t- like he's not like just a person behind a desk. Yeah, and there's something so enjoyable about that. Like yep. fuck yeah, get in there. Yeah. Like I like, and he's done that now twice. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, I like, yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's exciting. My favorite scene is the Mister White scene, but mm-hmm. I love the moment where Hinks kills that guy by thumbing his eyeballs. Really? Yeah, I did. I thought that was classic. I also this is fan service, but it's so deep, such a deep cut. The fact that M's safe house is called Hildebrand Rarities, yeah. which oh, that is was, one yeah. of the few Fleming titles that hasn't been used. Yeah, I don't think it will ever be used, right? <laughs> Not unless there's a movie now that just <laughs> is, takes place in his safe house. Hey, did you guys see Hildebrand Rarities? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's um, right after Property of a Lady. <laughs> An Arisico. Property of a Lady. 007 I, in New York. I think my favorite – Thing and it's just because I feel like these movies always push something forward in in the shooting. I think the doing a one shot on that scale of walking down the street, going in the hotel room, changing the suit, right. getting up on right. the building like that. That's to not me, continuous though, right? Are that we, is no, it's, in, it's three. Well, it oh, seemed. Oh, but, yeah, it's yeah. A three as far as I could tell. But it seemed until I thought it was. All the way until he gets to the roof. It is, yeah. But, but I mean, but th- that's not one. Well, it sh- looks like one, but they seem it at two points when he walk when they walk into the hotel and you see the poster for oh, okay. Muertos, and then at some point when they whip pan away from the girl and he's out of his costume. Uh, okay. Because also they've clearly gone to a studio at that point when he's walking along the ledge. He's blue screened or something. I mean, there's a fuzz around. Oh, him. That's I thought the only that, thing that bums me out a little. Oh, I thought that was is real. Your, oh, is your, no, then I take that back. Is your seamdar as good as your wigdar? Well, uh, no, I will say maybe it isn't because we, I've been burned on this before because I thought for sure when those two guys fall through the window in Quantum of Solace, that was all CG, but they really did it. But yeah. they end up treating it so much in post-production that it looks like CG. So See, it could oh, be the same thing I with thought this. he was definitely on that ledge. I mean, he if he's not been. on the ledge, I'm more upset about it. But I like, a, I like the scope of something that big. Like, I feel like that's yeah, a fun, yeah. like, I feel like James Bond has been a very solitary, real, like, based in a lot more real moments, or at least that's my memory of it. And, you know, even though things are blowing up and things like that, but I, I liked him being with the people. Yeah. I like, I, think I did such a good job of immediately your eye goes to Skiara walking down with the yeah. white suit. But then Daniel yeah. Craig, who should be completely camouflaged, somehow you do catch him pretty quickly in the crowd with the girl. It's such it's, good directing. Yeah. That's like that. That is, I think that's what like he does bring to any it. chance. Yeah. You think Sam Mendes comes back? No, yeah, I don't think so. Either. You don't think he so. comes back? I think he comes back to wrap it up. You do. I, th- I think that I think that Daniel Craig is like. I think they let's finish. No, it. I think they get Martin Campbell back. Oh no! Really? I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. I Why? Think because gonna, of Green Lantern? You think that no one's going to touch him, or what? No, because yeah, he all he wants to do is be known for Green Lantern. <laughs> what? A, wait, but what about like you get somebody like who would be the new? I know Quentin Tarantino. They talked a little bit about him because he would said he wanted to direct yeah. a, a James Bond, which I don't think would have been good. Uh, I think it would have been. J- you know, Quentin I didn't Tarantino ask him about yeah. that last week on oh the Nerdist. My God. <laughs> uh, oh my God. But he just recently said that he's past that. He did. He yeah. has come out and said, "I'm I'm past that. I I wanted to." He only has two more films left. But, like, is there anybody new, like Mark Millar? Like, I really like The Last Kingsman. Like, or, oh. like, or like, who's directed yeah. like that? Vaughn? Like, Vaughn, like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, what, yeah Matthew Vaughn? Or Matthew Vaughn, yeah. Like, yeah, like, somebody like that. Would you get somebody like that? Because I think The Kingsman, 
Like that to me scratches a lot of my James Bond itch. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's super violent and dirty and whatever. But I think uh, that's a too slick with all the bullet time, speed yeah, ramping yeah. and stuff. But not to say he couldn't do it otherwise. Well, but. fucking Lee Tamarai with the speed ramping and yeah. Die Another Day was like. But at I, least I guess, that was almost of its time. I guess yeah. the question is: Do they get a name director or someone more? Like less auteur. No, I think they do name, and I think they, I think they're out of the business of not having a name director on these things. Now they have to, right? Yeah. yeah. Who who would that be? Who would you like to see? Oh. Uh, Alberto, the guy that did Revenant and Birdman. Oh my god, oh, like that would be amazing. No, it's too much. Like <laughs> that's why Tarantino wouldn't have worked. Like Bond is already enough style. <laughs> I say the guy who directed Sicario and Prisoners. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah. That guy would make a great director. I don't director. know his name. But no, he, but he's he, great. Sicario mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mean, actually that, – that is a perfect kind of guy. Yeah. That's because he can do dark. Yeah. He can, that's, let's do it. Let's, get, right, him I'll say let's this. get him on the If, if they give it to J.J. Abrams, I'll quit life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might as well. Um, and, and, you, and Daniel Craig definitely coming back. I think so. I would say if he absolutely doesn't want to, I, I don't think they'd force him to, but I'm almost positive he'll never do more than one more. Yeah. I feel like he needs to close. I feel like if the like, – if I'm Daniel Craig, I go, I feel like we wrapped it up. I feel yeah. like – I feel like I, I, there's With a this? part – Yeah. I feel like it's like that's the end of my story. I, I think had this movie been as well received as Skyfall, that's that, what I think. that would I have agree. been correct. I think, 100%. I think if the producers are smart – they're giving him lots of time where they're not even calling him about little things. They're just – they're dealing with shit on their own and then a few months down the road, they start to go, all right. And then he's had some time to relax yeah. and goes, OK, maybe we should do one more. Yeah. Get that I guy think, from prisoners. I, I, I do believe that they were like – this will be like Skyfall and, the, and it would – and they both walk away into the sunset. Yep. Uh, and, and you would have felt – I would have felt super fulfilled. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like that would have been a great – I thought it was a powerful ending. Yeah. What about this, though? One last thing. I've noticed in the PR there's a new person who's been speaking, and it's Michael Wilson's son. And I think he's probably going to be the natural oh, choice he's being to take groomed. over. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Does, and so he's working on the films, and he's doing interviews and stuff. Does Babs not uh, have a child? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But maybe you, it'll be a team effort. You know? Maybe bring in a different screenwriter, Wade and Purvis. Although Barbara's not that old. Well, she can run it Yeah, I hope she runs time. it forever. Yeah. They did. And – uh it was just John Logan, and they didn't like it so much that they begged Purvis and Wade to come back. It's so confusing. Oh, right. yeah, we yeah. don't know. Like yeah. we, for years, have been laboring under the delusion of who's that who's Purvis and Wade missteps. were just the dum dums, right? Yeah. And then yeah, because they wrote Die Another Day and World's Not Enough, and we felt like, well, this is garbage. sometimes they have to like when you look at Pierce Brosnan too. You're like, I feel like those movies reflect Pierce as much as they yeah. they reflect the time, right. they reflect Pierce. The, there's something about those movies that just feel oily to me, <laughs> and I feel like everybody was on the same page. Like I don't think that, like I don't think that Pierce Brosnan was like, "God damn it, why isn't my bond grounded?" I yeah. think he would be like, "Fellas, I was thinking, <laughs> what if the car was invisible <laughs> and no. we went to an ISO tower, no. right?" It and then no. like you know he gets and like he's like and I feel like he's vacationing with Barbara no. Broccoli like. No. I, I have a great idea. Yeah, I think he's no. just a positive sort of yes man guy. So anything they threw at him, brilliant. Yeah, let's do it. Because because uh, he didn't even really. And again, I, I'm sorry, I'm I always hate bad with being titles. Pierce Brosnan apologist on this podcast. Uh, don't do it. 
Like, I feel like he doesn't even really carry over into the film being a prisoner of war. I, <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, that's like a huge, crazy open, which I love. It's like, ooh, Bond is like a little dark. And I was like, no, 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 he's no, fine. Like, five yeah, minutes later, yeah. like, bah, 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 like, but that, Dying of the Day, those, those, that mirrors and that sort of beginning of him getting captured and then goes away for six months and then comes back. And then they don't quite trust him. Kind of mirrors Skyfall. Yeah, you could see the Purvis and Wade in there. It's the same sort of thing yeah. where he goes away, and then he has to come back and take tests and get examined and all that stuff. Same thing happens in Die Another Day. I just want a movie that, I, you know, if you're going to keep rehashing that, just rehash a mission. Just, one time, yeah. just one time, just for once. Us. And my one final question to you both is simply this: Is there a world in which the next movie, if Daniel Craig continues? Mm-hmm. Sean Connery just pops up for something. Did you did you hear that the r- sort of corroborated rumor that Skyfall was originally not going to be his ancestral homeland? It was going to be a home for retired double O agents and that Connery was originally the Kincaid role. I heard that Connery was Kincaid, yeah. but I did not know it was that. Yeah, then they yeah, so it was going to be Connery and Roger Moore. Well, like, that was the theory. Theoretically, yeah. Connery, wow. Roger Moore, and but Tim Dalton But that would have made a there. laughing stock out of that movie. Oh, that would have oh, been are you kidding the me? dumbest. But I do want to see that as a separate movie, no doubt. But by the way, I would have loved to have had uh, Kincaid just be Sean Connery, the, the the keeper of the house, like this older would have pulled you out of it too much. Yeah. You I think, think so? Think really so just too. pulled you out of it way he too much. He looks so different though, right? I mean, it's... He does, However, but I think you could get away with it with like Dalton or Lazenby that are just they're slightly less iconic you know? yeah like, yeah so no I I would say no because takes it, you out yeah all right that's a bummer yeah I don't I don't think so I, I think Sean Connery's not doing anything for anybody no but he's done no yeah. he's done he's not no favors for it the is crazy that all the Bonds are still alive though it is remarkable they've yeah. never been all in the same room right no that's and it's Blofeld's plan late. he wants them in there <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna end with that right. Paul I'm so glad you could join us <laughs> thank for you this. so much we'll Robert. have you back on the next whenever the next uh, yeah. movie Please. comes out James we'll Bonding talk trailer with James you guys. Bonding will <laughs> return in question mark yeah a long time from now but we will be back we'll check in periodically as long as there are Bond films Bond news and podcasts we're here you know this isn't going anywhere yeah all right matt now leaving nerdist.com hey this is arnie niekamp from the improv fantasy podcast hello from the magic tavern i fell through a dimensional portal behind a burger king in chicago into the magical land of foon and i started a podcast season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the dark lord if you're a new listener or you've fallen behind season three is a great jumping on point and we've got great guests like justin mcelroy i sound like a fancy college professor eight nights <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.